iPhone 12 mini might not be a big hit. That's according to some research and analytics companies conducting what I can only imagine is a soft target search of every carrier store rep, web search, back of the house, hen house, outhouse, and presumably doghouse in a five mile radius. But with Apple releasing an unprecedented five new phones this year, and not just a smaller, less expensive SE, but this time splitting the market between a smaller mini and a less expensive SE, what is consumer demand really showing us to date? To find out, I called up one of the best and brightest industry analysts in the business, Creative Strategies' own Carolina Milanese. Now, my analytics show that 70% of you watching this video right now still haven't hit the subscribe button and bell. So go ahead and do that, and we're gonna get into this. Sponsored by CuriosityStream. You're starting to decouple the, the size of a phone with the price um, and, and the features to some extent, right? That was the, the big thing when you had the 6 Plus, that all of a sudden some people were deciding between sizes. But as Apple progressed and made the larger model uh, the flagship because of a camera, you also saw people moving up inside because they wanted a better camera and they kind of lived with a bigger size. I think one other point to make about, you know, trying to call out how successful the, the, the iPhone mini is this year is reminding people that the kind of customers, the kind of buyer that is looking at the 12 mini is not the one that is going to buy within the first, you know, two quarters of the device being on sale. So there's a much longer tail uh, in the sales for devices that are like that, that are not the flagship compared to, you know, the the, the Max or, or the Pro, because that's how it is. You, you know, you're looking more at people that are upgrading when their cycle comes up, right? They're not the ones that are rushing and they're paying their difference in the installment plan to get to the new model. And so I think we will know how well that device is doing, you know, in a year time when it's still selling because people are still upgrading. And then we go back to the point I was making earlier about, you know, at the end of the day, what matters for Apple is the fact that if you're getting that device, you have a better experience on the screen, you get an experience with Apple Pay, um, now with Fitness Plus and so forth. MagSafe even got that in there now as well. That's right. The, the iPhone SE models are sort of like the Toyota Camry where they're just like the economy models where, you know, they're really well built and they have a lot of advantages, but like it's for people who want a reliable, low cost device where the iPhone 12 mini isn't that that I called it like the Miata or like the Cariolet version. You know, it's like it's like the Ferrari with the top down. It, it is. It's, it's very much not a choice that you make based on price, but it's a choice that you make primarily based on, on form factor. And I think that's where maybe Apple is testing the limit of that argument of, oh, I wish I had a smaller phone. Um, because, I, you know, if you look back at the data of the people that had the smaller phone, they tend to be more pragmatic buyers. They tend to be older. Um, they're a little bit more women than men. Uh, and, and generally, you know, that pragmatism also links to not willing to spend too much money for their, their phone. There's always this disconnect. Like there are people on, everyone on Twitter believes that they're the majority of the market. So for years, oh, for years we had people <laughs> who love small phones saying, I love small phones. I know if Apple made one, everyone would buy it. When in reality, that's that's a smaller segment of the market. And it also seems to me like just based on people on Twitter, like if I, could, if, if I give them their 
their self-defined uh, marketplace that it's it was primarily like a lot of designers seem to really like them. It's a lot of people for whom the phone isn't their primary computer. Uh, like if you had to be on the go and manage your business, those people tended to go towards the bigger phones just because they yeah. they were more like tiny tablets where this was, I want to get away from my computer and actually have a phone again. It is. And I wonder if that was part also of the thinking as, you know, over the past couple of years, we've seen that kind of detox uh, culture come out and and uh, Palm uh, reinventing the the smaller and cute phone. You've seen some of even for for things like the new uh, Samsung uh, Z Flip. You know the foldable that makes it smaller, so that is more a cross between a wearable and a phone. Right when it's closed, um, and and I wonder if that was a little bit what was in Apple's mind with uh, with, with the twelve mini. Exactly to your point that. I don't need everything that, you know, uh, uh, that cross between a phone and a tablet gives me with with a Max, but I can just do what I need, that triage and stay on top of things. I use my Apple Watch for that. When I don't want to be online, I go off with my Apple Watch. I do too. <laughs> because I can't go into, like, there's no way I'll lose an hour in Twitter on my Apple Watch. Yeah, I that was for me exactly the point about the the, the watch is, is staying on top of things without getting sucked in. Because yeah. uh, absolutely, you open that phone and you know that you lose half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. The old joke was that Samsung would make sure that you had a phone available at every quarter inch increment that they could, from the smallest they could make to the biggest the technology allowed. Apple has gone to five this year. The rumor is you know, maybe there'll be four next year, maybe five again with another SE. Yeah, I, it's interesting about the SE for next year because I um, I thought they they would keep that device more as a um, kind of like a refresh cycle for a technology that matters to get to uh, mass market. So next year would be a little bit too soon for five G in my in my opinion. So. I would see maybe, you know, 2022, 2023, where really you're trying to push everybody onto 5G. Um, so that device to me, and even the fact that they called, they could have called that the Mini, right? But they didn't. Um, they keep it with, with a name that is off um, the cycle to have more flexibility, in my view, as to when it's coming. So you don't even try and predict when it's coming. Um, but you know where are they going i don't, you know i also look at the portfolio of the ipad because you i think you limit yourself if you just look at the iphone and try and understand where it fits and so i think from a from a large point of view with the pro max and the ipad mini i don't know how long the ipad mini will be in the portfolio and so you know do you go bigger or not reality is that you know, we are all dealing with hands and uh, uh, jeans, pocket sizes and yeah. all of that. So there is a limit as to how big you want your phone to be. It's just from just, you know, dropping it because it's too big and you can't handle it one hand versus two hand. You know, there's a lot there. So to me, it feels like they kind of have what they want. The interesting part remains the camera because, um, you know, the fact that they kind of now gone back to putting the best camera on the largest phone, I'm sure is frustrating some users 
who don't want that size, uh, but would like to have the three cameras and, uh, um, you know, all the features that, that you have on the, on the Pro Max. So that's the part where I think that, you know, there might be a bit of going back and forth and trying to decide where, uh, where to put and, and how to, I guess, define flagship. And well, they could just make them all fold, right? That would be the answer to everything. You just, yes. <laughs> you have the watch unfold into a phone and the phone unfold into a tablet and the tablet unfold into a Mac. Well, and, and that will come, right? Uh, I mean, that will come. That's where, you know, the 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 Macs and the iPad mini w- will start to kind of merge or or come to uh, maybe a different form factor. But I do think, uh, you know, having used the Surface Duo, uh, as well as the Samsung Fold, I do think there's opportunity there. Um, in the short term, I believe more on the dual screen than the Fold, um, just because of what I was saying earlier. You know, when you're on the go, that uh, larger form factor is still a little bit of a struggle. But, you know, if there's somebody that can do that right is Apple, not because it's Apple, but because they control all the pieces. And so, you know, on the other side, um, you've seen even the, the kind of work that Surface put in on the Android side and trying to optimize their experience on Android for that dual screen. So I, I think there that the, that's maybe the part where it's going to be really interesting to see uh, how it develops and, and what um philosophically where they sit as far as foldable versus dual screen. As always, you can find the full extended version of this video up on Nebula. That's the streaming video platform I'm building along with education creator friends like Alex, the low-spec gamer, Jordan Harrod, TechAlter, Epos Vox, Real Engineering, Real Science, and so many more. It's a place where we can put up extended and bonus content without having to worry about demonetization or the tyranny of click-through rates or watch time or algorithms or ads. And you can find full-length versions of my chats there with Jonathan Morrison, iJustine, Walt Mossberg, and many more, including Apple Talk, my new Psychology of Technology podcast with psychotherapist Georgia Dow, which has a bonus topic only available on Nebula. So what does this all have to do with CuriosityStream? Well, as the go-to source for the best documentaries on the internet, they love, love educational content and thoughtful creators. And so we worked out this deal where if you sign up for CuriosityStream with the link in the description, not only will you get CuriosityStream, but you'll also get a Nebula subscription for free. And for a limited time, CuriosityStream is offering 41% off. 41% off for the holidays, and that's just an even better best deal, just the best deal in the business. So click on the link in the description and get an amazing deal on CuriosityStream and Nebula for free. Or you can go to curiositystream.com slash Richie. It's a great way to support this channel and educational content directly. Just click on the link in the description or go to curiositystream.com slash Richie. And clicking on that link really helps out this channel. For a ton more on all of Apple's new iPhones, just click the playlist above. I've got in-depth reviews and comparisons detailing every single new feature and phone and lots more to come. So click on the playlist above and I'll see you next video.